Please have a seat. So as we've been talking about, today we begin a four-week series here at Connect where we'll be asking, what is love? This is a timeless question, one that people have been asking for ages, one that people have written thousands upon thousands of songs about trying to figure it out. Everybody seems to have their own idea of what love is. Well, these next few weeks, we will be looking at how God answers that question by looking at 1 John together. Each week, we'll, we'll look at a new piece of how John unfolds his answer to that question throughout his letter, culminating in the ultimate answer in week four. So, uh, so stay tuned for that. But uh, in the meantime, we are going to begin today by answering the question, what is love, by saying that love is light. So I'd like to start off uh, by telling you a story um, that took place when I was taking a shower one time in college. Now, I know that's not how most sermons start out, and uh, that's probably a very good thing. But uh, right in the middle of my shower, I was, I was just about to start washing my hair, and all of a sudden, everything went pitch black. I couldn't see a thing at all. It was one of those dorm bathrooms where, you know, you walk in and there's all the, the toilet stalls and the, the sinks right in, in the kind of the entrance, and then in the back are all these shower stalls, but there's one light for the whole place. And apparently, somebody, uh, either not realizing or not caring that I was taking a shower, turned off the light, and uh, it was completely pitch black. I couldn't see a thing. There were no windows. There was no emergency lighting. Fortunately, I had been showering often enough that year to know the general layout of things, so, so I finished up and, and grabbed my towel. But then, uh, probably just so I could tell this story in a sermon someday, I could not find my clothes for the life of me. Um, it, apparently, they had slid off the little seat that was in there and were like back in the corner. But I didn't know this at the time, so I found myself wrapped only in a towel, uh, kind of blundering across the bathroom in the darkness, trying to find the light switch to turn it back on. You know, absolutely certain that at any second, somebody's going to come in, turn on the light, and wonder, what on earth is this guy doing wrapped in a towel in the dark in the middle of the bathroom? Now, if that had happened, it probably would have been a much more embarrassing and much better story. But thankfully, I found my way to the light switch, flicked it on, and, and then hurried back behind the curtain where I was able to find my clothes, get dressed, and, and go back to my room very casually as if nothing out of the ordinary had just happened. I think we often think of light and darkness uh, as opposites. But really, darkness is nothing more than an absence of light. Darkness is, is a deprivation, a deficiency. It's something that's lacking. It's something that, that's missing. Wherever there is light, it drives out darkness by its very nature. Did you know that, that if there were, were no other lights around and, and no, no obstacles, nothing in the way, you can see the flame of a candle from up to 30 miles away? That's from here to downtown Midland as the crow flies or as the light travels. Even a tiny flicker of light is a powerful thing. In our reading today, John says that love is like that. Listen to what he says again. The darkness is passing away, and the true light is already shining. Whoever says he is in the light and hates his brother is still in darkness. Whoever loves his brother abides in the light. 
John is saying that when we love one another, it's like light spreading out everywhere around us, crowding out and, and pushing away the darkness. And so John's first answer to the question, what is love, is that love is light. If you hate your brother, he says, you lack the light. You are blinded by darkness. You're stumbling around without any direction, like a fool in a bath towel in the, in the middle of a dorm bathroom. But if you have love, you have light. And that light has power. Just a couple of weeks ago, we celebrated Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And uh, he was someone that knew that light had power. Dr. King was a pastor. He'd read 1 John many times. And so I, I'm sure that it inspired one of his most famous quotes, uh, seen here on the, the wall of his memorial in Washington, D.C., where he said, Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. John and Dr. King are reminding us that that love illuminates our lives. It it cures our blindness. It helps us to see ourselves and others as God does. After all, it was God who created light in the first place. And I mean that, in the first place. After making the unformed heavens and earth, light is the first thing that God speaks into being. In Genesis, we learn that that God created light. And then in 1 John chapter 1, we learn that God is light. And in him is no darkness at all. So God created light and God is light. And this means that God created love and God is love. Something that John will be building throughout his letter until he finally states it explicitly in chapter 4. But now we're getting a few weeks ahead of ourselves. Still, this helps us to understand what John means then when he tells us that the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. That true light is God. More specifically, that true light is the light of the world. Jesus Christ, the one whose light shone forth on that dark Friday as he hung on the cross for us. The one who went into that dark grave but came out again, not groping around wrapped in a towel, but leaving the burial cloth behind him as he stepped forth with authority and power. Ever since, the old age of of this corrupted world has been running out. The light, the the love of Christ is now the abiding reality of the new world that Jesus brought with his resurrection from the dead. And we know that there is an everlasting day that is soon to come. We sang about it already this morning. The darkness is passing away. When that day arrives, John tells us in Revelation, we will not need any light at all except God himself. But even now, Light is a reality that is here among us, and God invites us to to step into that light, to live in it, to walk about in it. This is God's invitation to us to love those around us. But we know that's that's not quite as easy as it sounds, and it gets a little harder even when we come to verse 15 in our reading where John tells us, do not love the world. Now, this is a bit confusing because it comes right after John kind of giving that whole, if you don't love, you're in the darkness thing. 
And it's especially difficult when you consider that the most famous Bible verse of all tells us that God so loved the world. So what's going on here? Is, is John contradicting himself in just a matter of verses? Is he sending mixed messages? Well, no. When John says here, do not love the world, he doesn't mean not to love one another. Just the opposite, in fact. Because loving the world actually gets in the way of loving one another. Because loving the world, as John means it here, is all about loving only ourselves. And John makes this clear when he says, For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes, the pride of life, is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world is passing away with its desires. What John is telling us here is that there's a big difference between loving God's way and loving the world's ways. He's warning us not to become infatuated by the desires that the world has to offer us, not to give in to the lusts of rampant materialism and and sex outside of marriage and the love of money and, and the selfishness that our culture promotes so much. Because this world loves to take God's definition of love and throw it out the window, making up a new one entirely. We live in a culture where one of our best-selling books completely mocks God's definition of love, God's gifts of sex and marriage. And it's now a story that is coming to a theater near you just in time for Valentine's Day. We live in a culture that labels people as intolerant or, or unloving if we fail to celebrate the, the decadent lifestyle and behaviors of those who throw God's words back in his face in the name of love. But worse than the darkness that, that's all around us is the realization that each one of us lives with a sinful heart inside of us. A heart that all too often twists and distorts and ruins God's idea of love until we made it into something else. Into this fool's gold type of, of love that is false and synthetic. That great Irish band, U2, was right when they sang that this kind of perverted love is blindness. If love makes you blind, it isn't love anymore. It isn't the real thing. And, and John says it makes it impossible to love the Father. These desires of the world and our own sinful nature have to offer us, uh, only lead us into darkness. And, and so John says that if we want to stay there, if we want to love the world, we will pass away right along with it. But we don't. And we won't. You know, some people are in love with darkness. Some people are afraid of it. As Christians, we are neither of those things. Our God is light, and he goes with us wherever we go. And so we will not run, and we will not hide. (laughs) Because John is telling us not to let our light be snuffed out by the darkness. He is not telling us not to let our light shine there. There's a double negative. I apologize to our English teachers here. But we follow after Jesus, who, who himself stepped into the darkness, right into the midst of it. But the darkness did not overcome him. Jesus was not conquered by sin, nor did he succumb to it. He dined with, with the prostitutes and the tax collectors and the sinners, but he didn't condone what they did, and, and he didn't change himself to be like them. 
Rather, because he was there in their midst, they changed to become like him. Jesus did not love the darkness, but he loved those over whom the darkness had power. And he set them free from it and brought them into the light of his love, that authentic, bright, and, and warm light of his mercy and grace. And then he destroyed the darkness forever when the light of his life was extinguished on Calvary, only to burn again as an eternal flame when he rose from the grave. This is how God so loved the world. So let me ask you this. What if the same thing could be said of us that is said of Jesus? That we are not overcome by the darkness, but that God uses us to transform it into the light through the grace and the power of Jesus living inside of us. That we are not afraid to sit down in the dark of night right next to our fellow sinners in order to lead them into the daylight. The light of Jesus drowned out the darkness wherever he went. So it is with us. And so by loving, we let our light shine, knowing that that it is a reflection of the light, Jesus Christ. There's this t-shirt that I've seen a lot. You've maybe seen it too. On the front, it says, be the moon. It's kind of a weird thing to say. It's supposed to get your attention. And then on the back, it says, reflect the sun. Get it? More than a little cheesy, but it's very true. Our love should be something that people see, something uh, big and round and warm and bright, as uh, one of my son's bedtime stories describes the moon. But even more than that, our love should be something that helps people see God. That's what Jesus meant when he said that we are the light of the world, a city on a hill, a lamp on a stand, set up in just the right place to let our light shine so that others see our love and glorify our Father in heaven. If love is light, then when Jesus said, you are the light of the world, he was saying, you are here to love the world. Not in the way that that John's talking about when he says, don't love the world, but we are here to love the people in the world. Because when we care for others, it shows that God cares for them. When we love others, It shows that God loves them. Now, these next few weeks, we're going to be talking about specific ways uh, to do that, what what exactly that looks like. Uh, But I think it can and should take many different forms. Just as there are many different kinds of light, uh, so there are different ways to express love. Sometimes it should be big and flashy and loud, like a firework. Sometimes it should uh, crackle and, and burn a little bit if you get too close to it, like a campfire. Sometimes it should be soft and just there for you, like a child's nightlight. God's always kind of loved his people in these different sorts of ways. Sometimes with a mighty pillar of fire and others with a a still small voice in a dark cave. Sometimes with a a far-off sunrise just barely peeking over the horizon. And other times with a bright blinding flash, like Paul saw on the road to Damascus. Different situations call for different applications of light. We don't always need to be shining our brights right into the eyes of those who are unaccustomed to to light, who are used to the darkness. Dilated pupils won't often be receptive to a light that tries to violently pierce its way through. This doesn't mean that there's no place for tough love. Jesus proved that enough. 
But it does mean oftentimes that the shining a, a flashlight into someone's face is not going to be as helpful as shining it at their feet so that they can see the world around them for what it truly is, so that they can see the light for what it truly is. Jesus put us here to be lighthouses that guide people to safety in him, not, not searchlights that, that blind people and frighten them away. Now, this is a really tough balance to love the people in the world without loving the world, like John says. But it's what we do, because it's what God does. And so I'd like to close with a story that I think is a great example of what this looks like. Just about every week, I go up to the hospitals in Saginaw and visit our members who are up there. And I found that for all of the, the really good things that happen in hospitals, uh, they can tend to be dark places. Sickness and, and death swirl around the halls, and, and sometimes you can almost feel it. Hospital rooms can tend to be dark places, too. There, there's not much light. And there's oftentimes not much hope. But this past week, I walked into a dark hospital room, and I found a flame burning in the heart of one of our members. Now, this happens a lot, actually, but, but this time in particular, I stood transfixed as this man's light shone forth and, and hope spilled out of his mouth and into that place like the dawn breaking onto the scene on a cold winter's morning. He was in pretty rough shape, but that didn't stop him from letting his love for Jesus spill out as he loved the people around him by shining light into every dark corner of that place. He told me that at one point he had several doctors and nurses gathered around his bed to kind of assess together the gravity of his situation, talking in serious tones. And he said, you know, Pastor, kind of funny, but I, I kind of preached to them about my love for Jesus Christ and what, what he's done for me and, and what he's done for them. And they were stunned into silence. So was I. Whoever loves his brother abides in the light, and in him there is no cause for stumbling. This world can be a dark place. Sin and death swirl around everywhere we go. There's not much light. There's not much hope. But you have a flame burning inside of you, the love of God. So if you would, if you haven't already, uh, take out your sermon notes uh, section in your service folder. I have a box down there at the bottom labeled, My Place to Shine. And I'd like you uh, to ask yourself, where is one place that God especially wants me to shine the light of his love this week? And then, then write it down in there. Maybe it's at your job. Maybe it's with your group of friends uh, at your Super Bowl party later today. Maybe it's with your family, your, your kids, or your spouse. Write it down, and then shine your light. Let love cover the, that, that person or that place like a floodlight. And then come back next week when we'll talk more about what it means to love people in real flesh and blood ways. Until then, let your light shine. In Jesus' name, amen.